You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back on the Oz Network for the penultimate episode of The Amazing Race Canada, Season 7, Dave and Arena Edition. <laughs> uh, for at least this last week. <laughs> Yay! Uh, <laughs> we are here to uh, talk a little bit about last week. Last week, of course, we had uh, Canadian icon Hal Johnson on. Uh, we talked about uh, really the season as a whole. Rossi and Jared weren't able to make that episode, so we've got Rossi back here today, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about last week, mostly about this week, and I guess some predictions heading into the finale next week. Let's kick it off. My name is Colin, and I only eat plain chicken, rice, and broccoli, and occasionally potato chips and pickles and ice cream and cheese, um, lots of cheese, um, but sometimes the broccoli, the rice, and the chicken, plain. And I'm Rossi, and I only eat apples. <laughs> what kind, Rossi? Don't ask. I don't know. Um, if it was green, then maybe I could tell you, but other than that, I couldn't. Before we even get the episode, this is we knew about this uh, before recording the Hal Johnson recap. It didn't really feel right to bring it up on the air. You, Rossi, you actually brought this to my attention. You know, we posted it on our page and everything. Uh, anybody who's followed the Amazing Race Canada probably knows by now, sadly, the season five, I think they were on, from Team Giver. Kenneth uh, passed away, I think, just over a week ago now, maybe a week, week and a half ago. Uh, it was a climbing accident. I mean, this was the first season that you and I covered when we came back for the Oz Network. We had covered, you know, uh, past seasons for our old show, uh, Survivor Oz, or Amazing Race Oz. But for the Oz Network... We just decided, okay, let's cover the Amazing Race Canada. Let's see how it goes. And, like, Team Giver, I don't know about you. I think you were a big fan as well. But, like, they really made that season and just such huge personalities. And I think the thing that was most shocking about this, not that I want to spend too much time on it, was just that, uh, you know, he was young. I think he was, like, 29 or 30 years old now, a couple of seasons removed from when he was on the show. And we recently had, um, you know, Jim from um, Season 25, one of the dentist team from the U.S. version, who passed away and now that was kind of shocking and now we got like this 29 year old contestant i mean it's very sad um you were a fan of team giver i take it oh yeah team giver johnny mustard all that stuff <laughs> johnny mustard <laughs> it's it's really sad I, I will say there is a, a gofundme page right now uh which was originally just to raise funds for i guess his family funeral costs uh, they got well over their limit. I, I'm not going to have an exact link right now, but people want to check it out. They're actually donating all the excess money that's not needed for funeral costs uh, to charity. So people can definitely support that. You know, after we recorded the recap, you know, I wasn't I wasn't going to bring it up on the recap. Hal didn't bring it up, and as soon as it was over, well, it was one of the first things he said. Said, "Yeah, you know, have you obviously heard about like Kenneth dying?" And he's like, "Oh, so sad." You know, I, unfortunately, I think there are some people out there who are like, oh, we're not going to get them on All-Stars? Like, well, seriously, like, a man died. Don't worry about All-Stars. But as far as the legacy goes, I mean, they were such an incredibly entertaining team. And they got some accusations at the time or even now of just portraying characters. Everything I know, this is literally the way they were in real life. So very sad for their passing. So our condolences to the family right now. Um, But uh, let's move on and transition i mean who's to say that uh you know they can't pull uh like uh was it mark and mallory from the u.s <laughs> mix it up <laughs> yeah, and they just put ryan with some other person that just doesn't have a race partner or something yeah well we could combine like mark and arena it could be like team give up or something like that <laughs> <laughs> um 
but anyway, I said Mark, <laughs> Ryan. Anyways, um, we'll move on to more cheerful stuff here, but seriously, sad news. Uh, and people should check out that page and donate if you can. Um, last week, I guess give, give to Team Giver. Yes. Uh, last week, you obviously don't remember much about that, as you stated to me off the air. Uh, this was, I guess, most infamous for uh, the. Uh, well, Arthi and Thinesh being the other front runners, what everybody thought were going home, and really the only drama I think we got in that race was you know the Dave and Arena putting the frowny faces on the board, which you know what I think that most of the teams took in good spirit, and we saw some of them just kind of altered it, and nobody was really like that's so disrespectful. Again, it's something I think we would have seen in any American season. Um, I wasn't too upset about it, uh, although I can see how it would rub people the wrong way in a competitive environment like that. But as a viewer, I, it's, it's nothing that makes them Hitler, uh, let's be honest. Uh, but I guess the other big news being with uh, um, Sarah and Sam, when they were, I guess, in the uh, museum challenge and Sarah gave away the <laughs> the, the answer to Arthi. Um, really the only thing I want to add on this entire episode that we didn't get to discuss much last week, or we actually did discuss it, was I'm going to give complete credit to Arthi and Thinesh and say they were obviously a very competitive team. I do stand by what I said last week, that I saw a very slow decline in their performance the more they were focusing on not just Dave and Arena, but they really want to prop themselves up. As you know, We want to run this with integrity and stuff like that. And I do think that there's a fine line between integrity and maybe not being competitive. Like I think they did lose some of the competitiveness that you need to win this. Uh, but as they were leaving, I think they were saying something about, you know, it was a bad cab driver. But I, I mean, it really shouldn't be forgotten that they were last place in that first challenge before they ever got in a cab or whatever, even if you set that aside. And another team helped them through it. I mean, how much longer would they have been there? I think it was really their time to go, although I'll give them credit for being a very competitive team, a team that probably will pop up again on a future All-Star season. But I wasn't sad just because I saw them lose a little bit of the competitiveness throughout the season. And I think they're one of these teams that, when they started the season, they said, we're a very new couple. You know, we're, we're, we don't know each other as well as a lot of these other people. And I honestly do believe they would probably be one of these ones that would improve the second time they came around. Do you have any thoughts on Arthi and Thinesh in last week's episode? I mean, obviously their worst performance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, rough go. I think that it just, I think the leg wasn't the best now that you like kind of refreshed me. I think the leg had a little bit of issue the with face it. Face off with the, uh, the table, uh, hockey and the axe throwing. Yeah, I just think there was like some weird planning that didn't really work out in it, uh, and they didn't perform the best. And the cheese thing was, uh, they're like nail in the coffin kind of moment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I can't blame them for like trying to do everything that they could. Like, it was stupid of Sarah to give it away, but like, I can't believe it like worked. Like, why wouldn't you try yeah. and stuff like that? So I can admire that like they were fighting every second. Like, yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, they probably had bad communication. As we'll see with this episode, bad communication can kill um, strong performers. So I think I was a little sad to see them go. Not not my favorite team, but I think that someone who I was not expecting a lot from and got a lot more out of, and I was kind of sad in that sense to see them go. 
I've been drilling this in all season. And again, I want to reinforce, I'm not a huge Dave and Arena fan. I don't think that they're like the greatest team ever. I think they're way better than most people are giving them credit for. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy of uh, viewers who are holding, this is Amazing Race as a whole, doesn't get treated the same way as Survivor. Like, oh, you have to be like completely pure and, and you know, not get any help and not do this and that. That's great. But there are times where you have to, get a little bit sneaky on this and it's nothing that we haven't seen before and I just I found it weird not this isn't a knock against Arthur and Thinesh or Dave and Arena but the way that the public just hated Dave for looking at a clue that was unprotected on a board but doesn't look at it the same way when Arthur asks hey can you give us the answer to this I mean both teams really weren't doing the work themselves they were relying on somebody else is it better as a competitor maybe it's a little bit more honest but again there's nothing in the rules that say you can't look at what somebody else is doing is it better to simply ask for the answer than to get it on your own i mean i i'm gonna look at the race and say which teams played the hardest which ones were the best and i think it's a knock against both teams a to have to get your answer from another person's board even though it's not cheating let's just say that for the millionth time uh, it's no different than to have to ask somebody for the answer as well. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think people should just let go of this one issue. Uh-huh. It's like it's 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 plagued the whole season. Like I don't know how many times people are still saying they cheated, they cheated, and I love that the public at least has come around to the point where there seems to be just as many people saying it's not cheating as there are saying it's cheating. But whether it's cheating or not, like I don't know, I, I'm. I don't think that it's any better if you have to get the answer and you ask for it than if you simply look for it yourself. I will say you do sound like the biggest Dave Arena supporter <laughs> and fan out there because every time someone says something slightly like, well, they were really nasty, you'd be like, well, blah, 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 comment, comment, comment. You would say some things like that too if you were on The Amazing Race. Well, it's, and- it's, it's fair. I, I also want to say last week, Jared and I ranked the teams, or the week before, Jared and I ranked the teams. Jared had them as number one. So Jared's a bigger fan than I am. Uh, I didn't even have them at number one. Uh, it, it's just, if this were an American season, I don't think I would care as much. But it's just, it seems like there's so many people who think maybe because this is a Canadian season, oh, we, you know, we, we have to be better than that. But like, isn't it just as nasty to assume that you're better than all the other countries in the world you know oh this is the way canadians are we're better than those americans than it would be to you know get competitive the way david arena are it's just it it seems like the fan it's the fan response to it that just seems nastier than whatever people are accusing david arena of well amazing race canada full of drama full of strife let's move on then um so Arthi and Thinesh are gone. Uh, where did they place on our preseason picks? Oh, we'll have a final tally next week, but you got to tell me where uh, we'll I had them. We'll do at the end of the episode. Okay, fine. At the end of the episode, we'll <laughs> recap both of them. Uh, so this week, we're going to Nova, Sto- Nova Scotia, Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Uh, and uh, I guess a couple of the things to um, uh, cover here, the, the roadblock where they were sampling herbs uh, or jams that were infused by herbs. Tasting challenges, I don't really think are ever that exciting to watch i think they're better like the blueberry pie one it wasn't a tasting challenge but when you have to see people with like blueberry pie all over their face like we had last season that's fantastic just people taking tiny spoonfuls of jam hmm i think this one it wasn't like they're saying i i i sense a little bit of time in this one it was just like okay check my answer okay check my answers 
it really didn't lend itself well. I wanted to try a lot of those jams, but I don't think it was the best thing to watch as far as television goes. Um, I, I did like it, though, when, when James, though, James and Anthony, who I think kind of started off as a very entertaining team, in the middle, they got a little bit more dull, and then they're really coming out again, completely by accident, but I think it was James who... Um, was running towards this thing and completely wiped out, which I just always love to see a wipeout in the Amazing Race, especially in a jam-tasting challenge you wipe out. Uh, but when they did finish this, they the first thing they did is said, oh, cover your boards, cover your boards, which I thought was great. Uh, and Sarah, of course, she mentioned this, you know, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to get any of this. I only eat, you know, plain chicken, rice, and broccoli, which I think did impair them in this one. I mean, most people, I guess, who eat a lot of different types of foods, they're going to be able to taste, yeah, this is what this tastes like and this is what this tastes like and even if you ate in the past the fact that you're eating one thing all the time it's like you can't mentally think of what is this taste so a roadblock challenge all around what did you think of it i mean pretty crazy that we had some wipeouts on this challenge (laughs) Uh, i mean for a boring like eat the jams kind of challenge it was had a lot more to it like we had uh, one of the two, Anthony and James, I don't know which one did it, but they wiped out trying to get the the herb t- tile. And then Sarah's crying as she's trying to figure it out. Like it brought way more drama than you would expect. Like when you're like, oh, it's just a sample challenge. Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly more intense than I thought. Obviously a little duller compared to some of the other challenges we'll get later. But this one brought a lot. Uh, I will say tasting challenges are not the worst because I remember – Probably my favorite ever Amazing Race challenge, at least from the Canada version, is season five when they had to do the beer tasting. Oh, yeah. And then teams just couldn't get it, and they're just getting progressively <laughs> wasted. <laughs> I just, tasting challenges can be really great, and that's, like, one of the best challenges. I love that one. Um, after this, I guess we had the detour, which there was more food to come, uh, something that they were not allowed to taste, apparently. Uh, so the choices were sorting apples or sledge hockey. Uh, now, one of these seemed like they would have been more exciting than it was. And the other one I thought turned out better than it should have been. Uh, the apple sorting sounds so dull. Uh, and it was probably just because of how much of a challenge it was that we got a lot of the teams interacting, like Dave and Arena, you know, losing it with each other, you know, back and forth. And uh, was it uh, was it Lauren and Joanne in this one who was just like, Okay, check it. Okay, check. And eventually it's like, can you stop asking them to check like every two seconds? Uh, but then the sledge hockey, which sound like it would have been great. If you've ever watched, I wish we did have Jared on this episode because, you know, we do the Olympics podcast off the podium as well, which uh, you'll hear lots of next summer in Tokyo. But um, we talk about like the Paralympic Games and sledge hockey is the Paralympic version of hockey. It's such a crazy, what would be the way that like car crash type sport is just... It's physical, it's it's destructive, <laughs> it looks super challenging, it is super challenging, obviously, uh, and here we're just getting people doing drills at it like a very slow speed. I just, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more action in this, or maybe more wipe, we had more wipeouts tasting jam than we did in sledge hockey, uh, and then most of the teams, they kind of just got really close, and there's something about when a challenge is really intense and somebody's like, Oh, one second away from getting it. Like, um, the, the season 31 finale, we just passed season 31. That was the one that Colin Christie won, right? Oh, sorry. Spoilers. If it hasn't aired in Australia yet, but, um, that was season 31, right? You don't remember Colin and Christie 
Rossi is silent. Okay, so Colin Christie's season. Uh, <laughs> when they had to do the rowing challenge, I think that was in the final episode or one of the last two episodes. And seeing them go at that speed and you miss by one or two seconds, like that's intense. But seeing people going at a snail pace and then mi- <laughs> I'm beaking Uo. Uh, <laughs> Rossi is telling me I'm beaking Uo. Uh <sighs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, let me know if you can hear me after I'm done this sentence here. But uh, seeing them go so slow and then, oh, you missed by one second. It was kind of painful to watch. Meanwhile, the apple sorting, <laughs> back. Uh, <laughs> okay, at least you spelled that right. Uh, the apple sorting really should have been dull, but seeing the team stress out about it, it I, I can't say it's because they were going at a faster speed because they weren't really they were standing there it would have been great if they could taste the apples because you you would know the difference of some of these but when i saw all the different apples there there were like i don't know half of these that i had never heard of before and the ones that i had heard of i'd probably be able to identify pretty quickly but the other ones i would have no clue on so uh, thoughts on the detour yeah pretty interesting i did not think that the apples like you said would be as interesting as it was like i think we got so much more out of it I think that it became like the star challenge of the entire episode and the leg, it gave us so many like interesting moments, like Lauren and Joanne asking like repeatedly to do it again. And then one thing that I noticed early on in the episode that we kind of skipped over was when they were at the airport and all the teams had seen that Arthi and Dinesh were gone. Mm -hmm. They're like, wow, it's crazy. And Dave and Arena were like, well, we've never had a winner from like Quebec. Yeah. (laughs) And, and then Later, like right as that confessional came up, they were like, Irina's like, we got to have the best communication and like stay on this high. Like we can't like dip down after we win because that's what happens to teams. And that was like fully unfolding here in this challenge where they're like not communicating. They're repeatedly, be- she, she would say, no, this is right. And he's like, no, they all look the same. <laughs> and like she, and he would do something and she's like, no, you don't do that. And then like, it was just a full mess for them. And, like, it was just a crazy challenge that I didn't think would get much out of it. And especially it's just apples and, like, a table. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, not a lot of props involved either. Like, a simple – like, the maze that we got earlier this season was a simple challenge. Like, But, like, it gave us so much more because, like, there was more to do. Like, this was standing still, but it gave us so much more than, like, Sarah didn't go around the cone the first time. Mm -hmm. So she had to redo it. Like, uh. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot to the other one other than the fact that, like, they fell down quite a bit. Like, I love the bit when I think they gave a, the clue to James as they, like, finished the challenge. And he's holding all these gloves, the clue, trying to stick, like, pull himself off the ice. It was just really funny. Mm-hmm. So there was some stuff, too. But, I mean, compared to the apples, it, like, paled. Sledge hockey would have been better, I think, for a face-off. Like, last week we got axe throwing. I... I would have rather that just been its own individual challenge. And obviously they're picking it based on the locations they're in. But if you no, want... No, more Paralympic face-off. That's what eliminated Martinez. But don't you think that this would have been more exciting if it was a face-off? Because like, we had that with uh, the basketball last season, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's... I don't know. Sometimes that these... I don't, maybe basketball would have been different, but I, I feel like... I always don't like a face-off when you could just push it down onto one person kind of thing. Mm. 
uh, you know, in the U.S. when they had that one where they had to stack the the buckets on top of each other, and that was kind of like kind of well, weird. So like I, I don't know. I just prefer. I don't know. I'm not I'm sold on this competing face-off, but. Let's at least say this: There's no version that's been worse than the U.S. version, dressed as hot dogs at the finish line and a face-off. <laughs> Can we at least agree on that? Am I beaking Oa again, or <laughs> just left? I'll just. No, I was talking. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I finished. That's why I had stopped. But you don't know. No, did you hear anything? I heard nothing. <laughs> You were beaking Uo. Did that record? No, apparently not. <laughs> okay. Um, or you did, and you just said something so vile and nasty we had to, like, bleep you out. Can yeah, I just... just naturally censored. I'm going to... I'll Post-production, maybe I'll throw a bleep in there. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on from that. Uh, last challenge. Again, I don't think we really saw a lot of change-up in the order here. It seemed more challenging than it ended up being. Uh, they had a good showcase for the truck because uh, you know, their product placement obviously sometimes can be really pushing it and other times it's really clever. Uh, this time, the fact that they had to back up and use the um, the, the rear camera on the vehicle to read the lyrics and they had to drive to all these different spots and the lyrics wouldn't be in the right order and they had to order them you know, for the song Farewell Nova Scotia, which I know I'd heard this song somewhere before. Uh, it's probably not as famous like across Canada as it would be just in Nova Scotia, but I had some familiarity with it. Uh, and then they had to go perform the song. Now, I think this, again, could have been a lot better if maybe they only had one listen of the song. Like, if if you didn't get to hear the song until you got there, that's what we usually get from these singing or dancing challenges, uh, is that you have to practice it and then you give it one try. But they just got to listen to the song over and over again as long as it took them to get there. I mean, maybe this was a five-minute drive, but maybe it was like a 45-minute drive because no team struggled once they actually got there. And I was really looking forward to, you know, David Arena, especially Arena's fear of being in front of people, what would happen if they actually did have to, you know, rehearse this briefly before going in there and then go over and over again. So I don't think this one really hit, although it was kind of a cool idea about reading the lyrics backwards when you're in the vehicle and then having to sort them because they're completely out of order. I mean, this product placement pales in comparison to your BMO Cashback World Leap MasterCard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it was a clever use of both the, you know, product placement of the vehicle, but also, like, the mechanics of the car. I thought that was a fun way of doing it. And at first, it, like, seemed very easy. Like, um, you know, Sarah and Sam and Anthony and James, they had got it so quickly. And then I was like, oh, this is just going to be a waste of time like we're just seeing filler and like lauren and joanne like i think joanne was driving like she's like off balance <laughs> driving so slow like there oh was i love a, them now <laughs> there's something at least to the challenge so like it made it a lot more interesting and obviously like them like beating dave and arena is like a big thing as well like they, they dave like power driving through this thing and she's just like gently packing, backing up and everything and she's like just put the hood down and they're like oh can't see anything <laughs> just classic l and j i i seriously love them now like they've just gotten better week after week and they're providing all the entertainment this season uh, i think the cast as a whole is good but in comparison to a lot of the past seasons where we always had that one really big 
you know, exciting, entertaining team, teams like Jet and Dave or Martina and Phil uh, or Team Giver. This season, we haven't really had that. And I feel like Lauren and Joanne, very late in the season, have developed into that, like, really entertaining all-star team. I was on day one, but... You were. I'll give you credit for that. Uh, I remember, like, with the whatever, the one episode I've done already of the season, I was like, I love Lauren and Joanne. You're like, them? Really? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, they're different. They're fun. They're quirky. And you're like, I don't see it. Yeah, I see it now. And then finally, you're like, oh took you long enough yeah they're easily my number one team now they have been for a couple of weeks now uh and i i can totally see them winning this thing we'll we'll get to that in a second uh so anyways after this they um oh just quickly i wanted to say you know you mentioned like uh, whether it was lord and joanne driving i don't remember but just a terrible driving and it's like okay okay i got this it's like you know we are completely sideways uh this reminded me of like if they had to be a parallel parking challenge um I know parallel parking would be a thing in some places, but there are some cities, even here in Manitoba, where the streets are designed so there you don't have to parallel park. Like there are diagonal spots you just pull in. Uh, do you have to do a lot of parallel parking where you're from? Um, depends. You know, it, like it's you, people do it. I I, um, I don't. Uh, I may or may not have failed it on my driving test, <laughs> but uh, that's not here nor there. So. That was the last thing. Um, I got my license uh, in the spring. And so I got all of my driving practice throughout the winter, which driving winter in Winnipeg is completely different, which in some ways actually made it easier for me to drive come the spring when I was taking my test. But parallel parking was like something I had no practice on until I think only a few days before. And I remember going to do my test and um, I had my brother-in-law with me at the time, and he he was like, "All right, let me." I had done it a couple times, and I'm like, "Okay, it's taking me a few extra turns to get it, but not quite there." And he's like, "All right," and he wasn't doing it as like a you know, "Hey, look at me, cocky kind of way," but he was like, "All right, here, just stand aside and watch uh watch how I do, it. watch how a, basically like watch how a pro does it." And so he's like, er, 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 and then bang right into the curb. He's like, "All right, all right, I'm humbled now. Get back in." <laughs> Uh, and when I was on my test, I mean, I did everything fine. And they give you like three tries to parallel park. And I remember the instructor even telling me, it's like, okay, you have one last try. This is your last, like he was really giving me the warning. He's like, okay, if you fail this, you're going to fail. And I got on the third try, but this kind of reminded me of parallel parking, like just getting the angle right and everything. And I know Jamie still to say she passed it on her test and basically is one of those people who says, yeah, I am going to drive around the block, you know, a hundred times before I ever bother to parallel park. Um, and you didn't know the song Farewell Nova Scotia oh yeah big hit over here it was number one on the charts <laughs> it's number one this week uh, um, so it was kind of cool that they had the picture and they didn't know where they were going to go although it seemed like a lot of people just immediately knew phone box in the middle of the field but I like that where where is this and they show a picture of John it, it reminded me of you have to find John in the antique store which I still say is maybe my favorite challenge of the entire season uh, and then they have to ask people, where is this? Uh, obviously, Dave and Arena were last place on this one. Um, they really didn't take like poor sports. And this is, again, where I'm saying the annoyance I have is just in the way that the public assumes the worst of them for everything. Like, if they do well in a challenge, oh, well, that was an easy challenge. You know, if, uh, if they don't do well in a challenge, well, you see they're completely useless. And I can't even tell you how many times I can't wait for them to get voted out so I could see them, you know, be poor sports and they could show the country what terrible people they really are. And they were completely cool. Like they were smiling. Yeah, you know, you know what? We chose the wrong detour. And again, if I'm going to say anything over last week and I'll give the credit that maybe it was just editing 
with Arthi and Thinesh saying, oh yeah, it was just a bad cab driver. But we had that comment of, oh, it was just a bad cab driver. David Arena own it here completely. Yeah, you know what? We chose the wrong detour. We screwed up. That's fine. We're fourth place. We're happy. And they even go on to say, you know, you know we, we, despite all of the stuff that happened on the race, you know, we love all the other teams. You know, we're, we're okay with this. They left like good sports. Like Jared gets David Arena. Again, he, he likes him even more than I do. I, I kind of just see them as a misunderstood team in a lot of ways. Some In some ways, I get, you know, the, the criticism of them, like skipping a challenge when you had another one after that and then having to take a penalty. But really outside of that and one you know, brief fight, I don't see a lot of the hate with David Arena. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They even say it's, you know, it's just a game at the end. Um, you had to have been at least a little, I'm not going to say one over by David Arena, but you're at least giving them a little bit more credit now. Like, do you, do you, were you happy that they went out as good sports? I mean, I was happy that they went out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, especially over, like, I mean, between them and Lauren and Joanne, like, oh. it, it was no contest for me of who I wanted yeah. to get rid of. Uh, I will say they, like, felt like they backed off a lot in the last, like, half of the race. Since the fight, like, really, in the airport. Yeah, like, ever since, yeah, like, yeah, since then, they, like, really, like, they weren't the same. Like, they had their cocky moments on the the confessionals, but they never really said anything. And I was like, that's weird. Like, even when they were, like, more, like, you know, like, ooh, we never had a winner for this province or, like, whatever, stuff like that. Like, or the smiley faces or frowny faces, like. Even that was tame compared to like the first half of the race. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like they really changed, and I don't know if that was like editing, like maybe like they wanted a better ending because they knew they weren't going to win or or like what. But it, it was a really weird shift, and I was not a fan of them like in the first half. Like, I, uh, and then I was more okay with them kind of in the second half of the race. Um, and I still stand by like anything you do on the race is fair game as long as you don't like actively break the rules mm-hmm. in some way and did so they actively care. break the rules not that we saw thank you <laughs> i mean I, more people should steal cabs more people should uh get free clues like i don't blame any i don't blame arthy for asking the exactly other team what the answer yeah, was. i would have done the same thing i would have been like hey give me the answer and if somebody's uh, that's more sarah's fault than arthy's for giving it up and even sam knew that <laughs> yeah and the same with um the trish and the board like yeah You've got to learn these things. Like, uh, I will say, can I quickly comment on that? Because I didn't get to comment on the board when it happened. Yeah, go for it. Um, Obviously, really smart of him to just like, I don't get it. Let's. Oh, she got. She got it. Let me see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he could have done the the even sneakier thing of listening to the two girls that were sitting on the bridge and just listen until they (laughs) get it, which I thought he was gonna do, but he didn't. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. yeah, everything is fair in like everything's fair in Love War and the Amazing Race Canada. <laughs> yeah. So like I have no issues with anything they did in terms of the race. I may not like them the most. They're probably not going to be one of my favorite teams. If I saw them on All Stars, I'd be like I'll see how they go. But yeah, I can't fault them for anything they did. Um I kind of wish they were the bad losers like I wish they left on a really bad note like but they didn't, and I can't hate them for that. You know, there's an article that's just all over the place here in Canada this past week, because uh, Dave and Arena were, of course, interviewed after this, and they were basically saying, you know, we were game changers. And in a way, I think that that's, 
That's true, just in that... I don't think they did anything that anybody hasn't done on the U.S. version, Australian version, you know, um, Asian version, whatever. It's just exclusive to Canada. I think in some ways there, it is this Canadian pride thing, which in some ways is Canadian arrogance of, oh, we're better than everybody else. We have to live up to this whole polite Canadian thing. And yet there is really nothing wrong with the things they did on the race if you're in another version. And I actually... I, I kind of prefer it if if all the other teams would try to look at each other's boards, you know, because I feel like it is more competitive. There's one thing we really missed out on this season. It is that competitiveness. And part of that was all of the teams being so divided against Dave and Arena's tactics. And I think this is where the U.S. version hits it a little bit more. It's just in casting. You're not going to struggle to find people like this. It's not a Canadian thing. It's It's a decision with how they cast the show. Because if you go back to season one of Amazing Race Canada, season two of Amazing Race Canada, basically every season but last season, the Heroes Edition, which obviously they made a conscious choice, we don't want to cast villains, they're always casting the villain team. The difference is in the US version and other versions, they're casting a couple of villain teams because they want more drama, but I think that that's better and it makes it a little bit easier of a season to watch because it seems like in the Canadian version, casting a one villain team, you just lead to things like this where all the other teams are so against the villains that it actually comes across as like, well, arrogant at times, you know, oh, we're better than them because we're not looking on somebody's board. But also it takes away that competitiveness. And seeing so many of these other teams working together just to eliminate David Arena, I would have rather these other teams got sneaky themselves and said, let's play that game. Let's let's make this a real competition. And if David Arena were game changers in any way, they were game changers only in the Canadian version. I'm not knocking them for making that comment. In the Canadian version, they are because they're saying, hey, we should be doing this. If every other country in the world is running the race like this, why are we you know, trying so hard to live up to that polite Canadian thing that we're not willing to really be competitive? Now, having said that, I don't see them as villains or game changers. I just see them as racing the way that a person typically should. And, you know, there's been some animosity towards them, not just from the fans, but even other teams but I think ultimately, if you were to drop Dave and Arena into the U.S. version or any other international version, they're not looked at as that bad. They're pretty tame in comparison. Yeah, I would agree. I don't. I would don't think I would ever call them a game changer, even in the Canadian version. Uh, I guess the one thing that made it so frustrating this season was that it was so divided. It was like in terms of the race. I'm not talking about fans' opinions or anything. It was like everyone. And then Dave and Arena. Yeah. And it just felt like a, like, like no one could get over like an, each other. Like it was just constant. And then obviously we all saw it blow up at that airport scene or like in the middle of the race. And I just wish that it wasn't. Like I just wish that it was that. Like I'm not saying that anyone was right or wrong on the way they did it. Like everyone races differently. Like mm-hmm. we saw that um, completely last season of the U.S. with 31. Like Colin and Christy, they were completely different racers yeah. from their first time around, both of them. Like, they completely changed as people. So, like, obviously there's no right way to rent, to play the race. Like, I just wish that everyone would realize as long as it's fair and no one's hurt, no one's cheating, like, everything's within the bounds of the race, like, then there shouldn't be a problem. I, I And this is coming from someone who doesn't really like them <laughs> that much. Like, I just wish that more people would realize, oh, I can actually, like, you know, look at you know someone's board and like get like one word or like get the whole thing maybe mm-hmm. or just ask questions like just do things like 
the, some of the most inventive stuff is when you just try for it. Like, um, maybe it wasn't the smartest thing, but Sarah and Sam earlier in the season when they like, I don't know, latitude and longitude. Yeah, like, let's go, go ask. ask someone like <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that. That wasn't like against the rules that they wasted a lot of time because I ran out of money. Mm-hmm. But like so smart, like let's figure out what we're doing. And then, like, get it done. Like, stuff like that is, like, so, like, out of the bounds of the race. But it's good to do. Like, if you can get an advantage, go ahead. And I know you had a lot of comments about the goats on the roof um, and them not even doing the challenge. But if you can get any advantage you have, I feel like just take it. Like, they knew the landmark. Just go for it. Like, Well, and again, just to clarify, I don't fault the teams at all for doing that. I fault the race for not specifying the rules enough that you should have to go through a challenge. Um, Cause I just think it makes for boring TV. And I think if they're going to change, I don't think the producers are ever going to sit there and say, you know, we need to make a rule that nobody can copy off somebody's board. Why not? That made for good TV, but I guarantee they're going to make some type of rule. You know, you need to complete at least this part of a challenge and you can't just, Oh, I know what that is. And then walk the challenge. You know, I think that's something for the sake of TV needs to be changed. And we'll, we'll see if how that plays out in season eight. Yeah, all stars. Uh, <laughs> but um, one thing I just want to comment on when you're saying like you saw David Arena change. Really, I think what happened is, and this all goes back to all the theories I said from the beginning. I said, you know, I think they're playing a psychological game. I think they're playing characters. I think when they're trash talking the other teams, it is meant partly as them playing the villain role, but also in part, let's get that advantage over the teams. When it clearly got to the point where the other teams were taking it very personally in that episode where we had the blow up, that's when Dave and Rena calmed. And week after week, we saw them less and less controversial. When they would do controversial things, it would always be almost like a little bit of a wink. You know, hey, we're the villains here. And they would constantly be reminding even the camera, this is all a game. Hey, when you're in sports, you do stuff like this to gain a psychological edge. I feel like they went into the season maybe you know, assuming that the other teams would get it and assuming even the general public would just get, this is a game and these are tactics to gain an advantage. And when it became clear that the other teams were taking it more personally than maybe they should have, they said, well, let's back off a little. Or at the very least, let's start explaining ourselves. Because I really do think as soon as that argument happened, that's when they changed. I don't think they did anything different. It's just you saw a lot more of those scenes of them explaining to the camera, there's a reason we're doing this. We're not just jerks, you know? Um, but uh, anyway, I didn't really expect them to make... I thought it would have been for a great finale if they were there. It probably would have made for a more competitive finale. Uh, but... Do you want to go through our predictions? Where did Arthi and Thinesh and uh, David Arena wind up on our preseason picks? I know I had them high. All right. So Arthi and Thinesh, they came in fifth place. I said they would finish in third, so I was two positions off. Uh, Jared said they would come in seventh, so he was also mm. two positions off. And you said they would come in fourth, <gasps> so you get the Arthi and Thinesh point. I get a point? <laughs> um. Now, Dave and Arena, um, let's go to the extremes. You <laughs> predicted them to win. Oh, that was preseason. <laughs> yes. I predicted them to be ninth. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember. Why do I feel like thinking. Jared's winning this again this year? And Jared predicted them in third, so he gets that point. Oh. Um, so right now, we're actually at a very close race. Jared has three points. You have three points, and I have two. You mean, wait, wait, wait. I'm actually not last? 
Yeah, I don't get it. I I, I was starting so strong, and now I'm in last. Okay, so going into the final three now, we have our favorites, the Sas- Saskatoon, uh, Saskatchewan girls, <laughs> uh, Lauren and Joanne. We have Sarah and Sam, the Olympians. Our word of the day, athletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have uh, Anthony and James. Um, did any of us predict any of those three teams in the top three? So I'll go through them, our top three. I'll okay. go with you first. You have no one left oh. in your top three because you had Dave. Uh, in third, you had Nikki and Aisha. Second, you had Jet and Dave. And then you had Dave and Arena winning. <laughs> the first two teams last, I had third and second. Yeah, and you have Lauren and Joanne coming in 10th. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm out. <laughs> and you had Anthony and James at eighth. So, yeah, I'm out of this. Um, Jared um, has two of the three teams in his top three. I swear Jared knows spoilers. And his the third team is in fourth position. So he has Lauren and Joanne winning, Sarah and Sam in second, oh. and then he has David Arena third. He has Anthony and James fourth. Well, he's got this. Um, <sighs> I don't even want to know that. Okay, I have one team in the top three. I have Sarah and Sam as my winners, and I put Dave as my second. <laughs> and then obviously, Arthur and Dinesh in third. I have Anthony and James and Lauren and Joanna fifth and sixth. So, so it looks like real... Jared's. Yeah, Jared's got this already. There's no way we're going to beat him. Yeah, it's impossible. He locked it in. He locked all three points. <laughs> so no it's a race for second place now between me and you. Yeah, un- unless. Yeah, pretty much. It depends on if Sarah and Sam wins or not. Because mm-hmm. if I get their point, then I will pa- I will tie with you. But that's it. I can but it's all. But even if they do win, it's already a given that Jared's going to have the second and third place points. Yeah. So Jared wins it, but we could tie. So I am now rooting for Sarah and Sam to come in third place, just because I don't want to be last again or tie for last. I mean, you're doing a lot better than the US thirty-one. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm. I pulled out of my typical spot. I'm doing much better. Uh, anyways, uh, going into next week, we should, I guess, give a bit of a preview. Oh, first, let's rank these episodes. So, uh, episode nine, do you want to buy it, rent it, or bin it? <laughs> what was nine? Arthi and Thinesh's episode. Um, I'll, uh, make a cheese wheel out of it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to buy or rent or bin the cheese wheel. I'm going to eat it. I don't remember the episode, Colin. Don't we just talked about games. the entire thing. The cheese, Arthur and Thinesh, like the games. museum challenge. You can't be christening this. Uh, <laughs> I don't like these games. You got to give it a rating. Um, all right. Um, random number generator. <laughs> um, minimum. All right. Buy is one. Rent is two. Bin is three. Okay. All right, it's a bin. All right, you bin episode nine. I'm going to rent episode nine. I thought it was adequate. Uh, what about this one this past week? Ten, buy it, rent it, bin it. I am going to buy this again and again. Uh, I'm going to rent this one just because I think that the challenges weren't super exciting. And I, I, I thought the ones that should have sucked came out better than expected the other one's not quite as exciting so it's still a passable episode i think there's only one episode i've binned all season uh but uh yeah i'm i'm renting this one uh rossi's got to go for the extremes here uh let's well, I, 
we got rid of Dave and Irene and Lauren and Joanna in the finale. That's a pretty great <laughs> close for that's, me. That's so. what your buy is for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's tease it a little bit next week, or will it be next week? We don't know. Um, okay, so two things. One, The Amazing Race Canada finale airs on Tuesday uh, here in Canada. Um, and we have been saying we have guests lined up. We have both Martina and Phil from last season uh, and the current stars of Taste of the Race, which also will be wrapping up. Uh, if it hasn't already, I haven't seen this week's episode, uh, where Martina is pulling a call in <laughs> and aiming to come in dead last in her season. Uh, but uh, we have them lined up as guests to actually go for the finale, I guess the whole season with us. Uh, they're not going to be available next week, but they will be available the following week. So we we might be delayed in our episode uh, till about a week after. Uh, the other part of that being, even though this is the number one Show in Canada. Uh, we have the Manitoba provincial election next Tuesday, and I guess for I don't know if it's actually a you know rule or something like that, but election coverage takes precedent over the number one show on Canadian TV. So the Amazing Race Canada is not even on Winnipeg TV next week. It's all election coverage. I'm sure I'd be able to watch it on the app uh, the the next day if if not even stream it live. Who knows? Uh, but there's a chance that I might not be able to see this episode until a couple days later, which really sucks. Uh, so I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe if we can all watch this quickly, we'll record a quick episode, you know, just with our general thoughts on it, and then have Martina and Phil on for the uh, a full wrap-up. But uh, it's it's basically going to be about one week delayed, I'm thinking. Um, and Rossi decided to disappear here. So <laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to get Rossi back on the episode. Uh, we will be back for that. Within the next two weeks, the finale as we head into uh, the end of Season 7. Rossi, I don't know if you're there or not. If you're going to call back, he's typing something. He says, hi. Okay. Uh, Text me your my name is. All right. Let's wrap this up. Uh, we'll be back soon. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, everything else. My name is Colin, and it's just a game. And Rossi is typing and typing and typing. My name is Dave, and I was eliminated from the race. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.